Welcome back to another episode of Raising His Kids. Before we get into today's episode, we wanted to remind everyone that the best way that they can support us is by leaving us a five-star review wherever you like to listen. That's right. And by sharing our content and joining our Facebook group, you'll help us grow and support other stepmoms worldwide. You can also join our Patreon where depending on the tier you select, you can get access to different things like early access to every episode, as well as the video footage, which is saved exclusively for our top tier Patreon members, as well as group chat and discounted coaching and show notes. That's right. So check it out. We also want to say thank you to the kind person who left us a donation through our podcast page. It means the world to us as it allows us to put more into this podcast for you. I also want to say thank you to two stepmoms who left us comments on our two recent episodes on our Spotify page. So I got an email and I'm like, what is this Q&A on Spotify? And I will keep the usernames anonymous, but one was, I absolutely love this podcast. It is so helpful. And the other one, which was on the editor's cut episode. This is such a good idea. Love everything you post, but I especially love this episode. Oh, that's so awesome. I did not know you could leave comments on Spotify. It might be new. I don't use Spotify either because I pay for an Amazon subscription. So I get the Amazon music for free. Oh, okay. Uh, And then I listen to my podcast on Apple. Mm -hmm. Me too. So yeah, but thought that was wicked. So I had to share that. Yeah, that was um, really, really nice. Yeah. So grab your coffee or your wine and let's get into this episode. What are we talking about today, Lauren? Today we are diving into the complexities of blended family dynamics, focusing on a topic we've touched on before, house rules. But this time we're honing in on two specific areas, body piercings and social media. From listening to other podcasts here in Australia, particularly the Happy Families podcast, many parenting experts like Justin Colson. So he's like, I think he's like a family psychologist, but he's classed as a a parenting expert here. And I was listening to an episode of his, which is what prompted me to want to do this episode. And he was advocating for strict guidelines regarding body piercings and social media and recommending against them for children. And I understand that his perspective prioritized safety and self-esteem and mental well-being, but he's talking from a nuclear family aspect. Oh, Like he doesn't talk about the families where we've literally got two homes pinned against each other. And, you know, we got some, a few comments when I posted about getting Miss K's ears pierced, where there was one stepmom who Karen said to the dad, tell stepdaughter she can't get her belly button pierced. So he didn't care. He was going to say yes, but Karen said, say no. So he did. So then Karen went and got it done anyway. Oh, that's not okay. (laughs) That's not okay. So that's what I was like. And then I listened to, it was after that, that I was listening to that episode of the Happy Families podcast. And I'm like, you know what? This guy's great, but it's not a nuclear family situation. He's talking about his experience, how he raised his daughters in a nuclear family where him and his wife have more more control. Yeah, you definitely have more control, especially when the like you and your wife are civil and like you're setting these rules for the house that you both live in. It's a completely different story than maybe dealing with somebody who's high conflict, who's definitely in a different house than you, who's like with a different uh, partner. So you have like all these adults chiming in on like sometimes one kid's rules. And it's a totally different experience than a nuclear family. It absolutely is. So what happens when one parent disagrees with the other's stance on body piercings or social media? It can lead to tension, conflict, and feelings of betrayal. Exactly. And not only for the parents, it can feel that way for the kids. Yeah. 
Definitely. So. And like, what kind of like message are you sending to like in the situation you were just talking about? Like, what kind of message are you sending to your daughter where your husband says no? I'm assuming she didn't know that the husband said no or the ex-husband, sorry, said mm-hmm. no. And then she she knows her dad said no. And then her mom lets her do it anyway. Like you're not sending a good message to the kid there either. No. And we've we've had that experience with social media. And I can touch base on it more when we get into the listener comments. But we had the issue where Big J was downloading TikTok behind our back. Oh, so he had it on every we have parental controls on our kids devices, but he has devices unrestricted at his parents' house. And now she's gone and given little Jay a computer in his room too. So you can only imagine the things that that kid's going to be watching late at night. Yikes. Like I just, there's no rules. There's no consequences, no discipline. There's no routine. There's no structure. And anyone listening to this can be like, oh, it's easy for you to say that. Cause I know, you know, big K's dad's gone, oh, you know, maybe she's doing the best she can. It's like, you can't comment on my other situation. Because he commented on it when we were, yeah, he commented on it when we went to mediation. He commented on the fact of the way I talk about Karen on this podcast, and it's like you can't comment. You don't deal with a Karen like that. Yeah, and how did that even come up in mediation? Because we were talking about Little J introducing Big K to online friends, and I had to explain to him that. In the other house, there's no rules, there's no structure, and he can, it's a free for all. He can talk to every random he wants on the internet. I mean, there's nothing you can do about what happens in the other house, just like there's nothing he can do about what happens in the Exactly. Your but house. then he went on her defense, and I'm like, you're getting up me because our kid's talking to random people in your house that he met through his stepbrother when his stepbrother was in the other house. Right. Like, talk to me about it if it happens in my house. Sure. Definitely. That's kind of crazy. <laughs> yeah. And then he went on her defense. It's just crazy. But seriously, I'll still comment. There's no discipline. There's no routine. There's no structure. Even little Jay Psych mentioned it the other day because I told her about how I blew up at him the other day. And she said, we all have bad parent moments because that's what I called it. She said, we always have times where our kids don't want to talk to us because of something. And she said to me, she goes, but you need to know that he doesn't, and this is a little off topic, but it like shows that we're still working towards the right thing, right? Because she said he doesn't hate being at your house. He actually loves being at your house. He feels loved in your house. He feels the same love in both houses. What he likes better is that there's no discipline, there's no routine, there's no structure, and it's a free-for-all because he can play video games 24-7 when he's at his mother's house and he doesn't have to do homework. Of course he's going to prefer that. And that's what I said. I said, of course he's going to prefer that. I said, but she doesn't understand that that's his preference. She thinks that he hates us and he doesn't want to be here. So every time he sends her a message about not wanting to be here, she thinks that he doesn't want to be here. And I said, she needs a professional to tell her that it's not that she's a better parent. It's the fact that she's a lazy ass fucking parent. That is why her kid wants to be with her. I feel like on some level she knows that and that's why she's not like putting in more effort for like structure and discipline and stuff because he's the favorite house. So she doesn't want to change that. Seriously? So Big J's paid sent um had called me and said we need to get a new cognitive assessment done through the school. We emailed her two weeks ago. She has not responded. Yet she can message my husband about um Big J wanting to go to Dreamworld on the weekend, can email us Big J's dream world ticket, can email us about little J's school shirt. She still hasn't fucking responded. Like you can't tell me that you're a good parent if you're not doing what needs to be done for your kids. Yeah. 
Definitely. And infuriates me. Infuriates me. But we're getting off topic. So our first listener response was, it's a free for all at Karen's house, which led me to post this response back onto our stories, asking if anyone has any tips or wants to share what works for them when dealing with different rules, because I know that this is something common for all of us. Yeah. So then we got the response of our issue here too. So much so that 14-year-old stepdaughter wants to be at mum's more. And I actually told this stepmom my story about my conversation with little Jay Syke because, you know, it's a no-brainer for us. It's just frustrating that the other parent doesn't see it. Right. Another stepmom said, set expectations for your house. And another one said, this is a major thing we deal with. We've learned to control what we can control, our house rules, give grace for mishaps, rules being broken because we understand shifts in rules can be confusing and hard. Stay consistent gentle but firm that's fair and that's good advice yeah but it's still so hard to go from it it's not even a total free-for-all at our karen's house it's just like a lot more of one than at our house so it's actually i take that back because if he's with his grandma it's a complete total free-for-all and he's with her a lot and it is really hard for him to transition back into having structure and discipline and stuff. And um, and then when we only get him for four days, by the time he's getting into our routine, he's leaving again. So I do know that that's really hard for him. Yeah. And Karen probably struggles with it coming back because I know our Karen has said to us before, you know, the boys are feral and this, that, and the other. And that's when we were doing the Wednesday changeover. So where we were having Friday to Wednesday. And we said to her, the boys need to do Friday to Friday and the transition day won't affect them as much because they're going into the weekend, right? So they Mm -hmm. can have their late nights. They can have their, you know, time to get into it. And even my neighbors, they do Monday to Monday. And she's like, why do you do Friday to Friday? And I said, because transition day is hard. I said, so they get the weekend to chill out and do whatever they want. And then they're in routine for the school week. And she goes, oh, maybe we should do that because they do Monday. So she gets her daughter on the Monday for school and has her for the week. And she's transitioning on school time, which I just don't think is fair on the kids because that's already a transition from the weekend to school. Yeah, that's true. I will say, though, on days that like we have to take him to school and we pick him up from school, he does better. Like if if we get him on Thursday night, we pick him up on or we take him to school on Friday morning and pick him up on Friday night. He does better than on days that his mom takes him on Friday and we pick him up on Friday night. Like being dropped off and picked up by the same parent, he does way better that like for the transition. Yeah, it would be. Especially I know Big K gets the anxiety of, is my dad picking me up? Who's picking me up? How do I get home? What am I doing? Like, uh, 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 that's how he gets. (laughs) Right. Yeah. I mean, I can see that because he's been late and stuff before. So that makes sense. But she has never had that problem. Yeah. But I think it's just a normal thing. Like, yeah. Little Jay still has issues. He tends to act out at school on transition days. But the funny thing is, is that he doesn't act out on the days he's coming to us. He acts out on the days he's leaving us. Oh, that makes sense too, I guess. So you you can't say that, like, what is it? What is it that he is well-behaved when he's with us? You can't say that he's fearful from us. Like, he's obviously adapted to the structure. The structure shows something. The lack of gaming shows something. And then yeah. he gets so angry of the mornings where he ha- he knows he's going back to his mum's. Really? That's sad. Like, that's I mean, that makes sense, reaction. though. I can't you wait need, for him like, to start the occupational therapy. 
Yeah, I think that'll be really helpful. Because I'll be saying to her, like, he gets so violent with his brothers. He gets so angry on days he goes back to her. So there's got to be an underlying cause. Like, is it that he doesn't want to go back to the chaos? Like, he could love the chaos because of the no rules. But is it the chaos that gives him anxiety, which makes him mad? Yeah. And I mean, he might not. I mean, he's so young. He might not even realize, like, what is going on. He's just, like, subconsciously feeling this way. He has no interception about his own body. He doesn't understand the feelings of his own body. He doesn't understand his emotions. He didn't even understand what anxiety was. Oh, like, God. Yeah. Like, it's That's hard. been really, really hard. Like, yeah, so hard. But let's keep going. Okay. The next one is Karen told uh, stepdaughter 13 she can get her ears pierced. Never spoke to my partner, bio dad, about it. I feel like is, is like a tough Yeah. I feel like ears are different, though. I agree. So... But we did have another one, which you skipped, but I'll read it. No oh, piercings. That's right. No, it, it's one of the ones where I reposted another story anyway. So no piercings oh. in private social media starting in eighth grade. So as I just said, I posted it to our stories, again, asking if it was house rules for both houses or just one. And she came right. back and said, just my house. Who knows what goes on over there? And I did message back to ask, like, well, what do you do if Karen doesn't do one of these things? Because I, I know for us, so legally... Legally, according to the apps, you have to be 13 to have social media, right? Uh, yeah, okay. But all of Big J's friends had TikTok and Snapchat and Instagram and Facebook, and we were like, mm. so we did give in to TikTok, but he had to follow, he had to allow me to follow him. He didn't have to follow me, but I had to follow him. So I just followed him from my private account, and I blocked him from RHK and Blended Chaos. And I've done the same thing of Instagram now that he has that, because it's like, he doesn't need to see that. No, definitely not. Like, and that. You know, it's the same reason why I have his mother blocked. She doesn't need to see it. It's not for her. Right. Um, but so she she was allowing it and he was only 11 and 12. So we at least set it up with parental controls, but he kept getting banned from TikTok. And we're like, mate, clearly you're doing something wrong. So you're not getting it again. You can wait until your 13th birthday and then we'll, re- we'll look at it again. But he, yeah, he kept getting banned from TikTok. So they were shutting his account down. And I'm like, either you're doing something wrong or they know that you're not. 13 and this is why kids should only have social media at 13 and then his school friends and his football friends all had snapchat and they had a group chat so like his football team and we want him to be more friendly with his football team because you know the area that he goes to school in isn't the best area and the kids that he plays football with are like a bunch of like working class parents the kids all have the same values and they seem to be really good for him like none of them are vaping losers like the Darrows that he hangs out with at school. Right. And so we're like, all right, we'll give you Snapchat, but parental controls are in place. So I have that set up because I have a Snapchat account. My husband was like, oh, I can't be bothered resetting up Snapchat. And he's like, I don't use it. I'm like, I don't use it either, but I have the account and I might as well just keep it to monitor Big J. And then it was just after Christmas, he asked if he could have Instagram and my husband said, should we give it to him? I said, well, he's 13. Let's mm-hmm. give it to him. But same rules as TikTok. He has to allow us to follow him. And there's parental controls in place. And he was fine with that. Are, um, the, do the parental controls like make it a private account? Yes. So I, I get notified of everything on Instagram. I actually love the Instagram parental controls. So every time he adds like someone to follow him, I get a notification. Okay. Every time he follows someone, I get a notification so I can see the accounts that he's following and who's following him and who he's interacting with, all from my account. Um, 
but yeah, it is private. So the account has to be private. Okay, you can't good. That's a public account. Okay, yeah, that's good because that that would be one of my like biggest concerns with social media. Yeah, and that's the same thing. So like on Snapchat where you can share your location, we have the parental controls on his phone that he can't share his location. And so we said to him, I said, I don't care if your friends are sharing location with each other. You can share location through Find My iPhone with your friends. That's fine. Right. You're not sharing your location on Snapchat. No. That that like, whole thing is so crazy I, to me. I don't share my location on Snapchat. Mm-mm. I don't have Snapchat, but I wouldn't be sharing it. That's crazy. It is so crazy. And yeah, so the parental controls are good on TikTok, but they're better on Instagram. He d- hasn't asked for Facebook, so we haven't set him up a Facebook. But as I said to my husband, we're better off being on the front foot and we set these accounts up for him mm-hmm. so that oh, we know they're set up properly. For sure. I completely agree with that. I feel like he's not going to ask for Facebook because apparently that's the old people app these days. <laughs> oh, really? Well, I know that I think it's by the time kids have been to like my friend's kids, they don't want it until they get to about 16, 17. Oh, so really? maybe that's when they consider old. So, okay. <laughs> maybe. Yeah. I don't know. So the next one is nothing before 16 in our house. That was the rule in my house growing up. So we just did them ourselves. And that's not good either. Yeah, right. So I pierced my lip. Not that mm-hmm. you can really see it. With a sewing needle. So one of the ones that come out of a sewing machine. So it starts off small and then goes bigger because yeah. I tried doing it with just a normal needle and it wouldn't work. So I did it myself. It's still open. I just don't wear it. I pierced my nose yeah. myself and it closed up. So I got it re-pierced again. I my, did the same thing with my nose. <laughs> like, I don't want my kids to be doing piercings behind my back. I don't either because it's not safe at all. You like, I pier- I pierced all my friends. Like, I had no idea what I was doing. And yeah, like, right. thank God, nothing bad. An ex-boyfriend's sister's friend, like, follow the train line. Yeah, <laughs> I was drunk in my, when I was like 19, 20 and pierced my ex-boyfriend's sister's friend's lip. Because she was like, wow, you pierced your own? I said, yeah. I'm like, I'll do yours. Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah, exactly. Like, that's such an insane idea. I saw this was like much later, but I saw this video about how this guy gave his friend a, like a tattoo and it ended up getting infected and the dude's leg had to get amputated. I was like, that could, I could have done that to somebody because I didn't know what I was doing. And that's what I really worry about with the kids here is that if we don't let them do something, they're just going to do it anyway. That's what I did growing up. So it's like three home job tattoos. Yeah. None of mine lasted. Like I couldn't get them to last, but we did try. I still have two. One got covered up. Oh, that's good. So I still have two. One doesn't look so bad, but it's on my ass. So you can't see it. And then the Betty Boop on my thigh, which I want to get fixed up. Like I love the concept of the tattoo, but it just looks shit. Yeah. It's all like bleeding into each other. Right. Yeah. It's... And like, thank God nothing happened, but like it could. And I know it's, it's such a fine line between letting it be a free for all and letting them do enough that they don't do stupid shit on their own. But I feel like you got to find it. Exactly. Like my, so when I got my belly button pierced and Miss K's ears pierced, my sister-in-law and my niece came with me and my niece wanted her helix done. So like the top of her cartilage and my brother and my sister-in-law said, yeah, so she's only 11. She's just turned, yeah, she just turned 11 yesterday. And so she was still technically 10 at the time, but turning 11. And so my brother and my sister-in-law said, yes, you can get it done. But then like, oh, you're playing football at school and you won't be able to take it out. So how about we compromise, you get your second set pierced and we'll do your helix on the summer school holidays. 
Yeah, that's fair. Plus the Helix, uh, when you're brushing your hair and you catch it, it's the worst feeling in the world. Absolutely. My hairdresser still hooks me. It's horrible. Mm -hmm. And But with my Helix, I wasn't allowed to get mine done until I was 17 because that's the age my sister was when she got hers done. So when I went to schoolies, I went and got it done. Oh, really? That's one of the ones I did by myself and it lasted until, like, I only took them out a couple of years ago. Oh, really? Yeah. It's crazy. Like ice cube and a needle that's it's so bad so bad that you've got to yeah we just need to let the kids be kids but at the same time you need to compromise with them like yeah like miss k she asked for a full 12 months to get ear pretties yeah and that's fair (laughs) you knew she wanted them you knew she'd take care of them that's it like she hasn't touched them she lets me put the spray on them you know it's only been four weeks but she's still taking care of it yeah and I mean, you don't need to take care of them for much longer, right? No, nah, like, they just recommend spraying them for like six weeks. Okay, yeah. So, I mean, she's already doing well at four. Exactly. But she asked for it for a whole year. I feel like if a child is yeah. consistently asking for it, you need to come up with a compromise because otherwise they will just go and do it. Yeah, exactly. Or the other parent will just let them do it. Yeah. And like even with like tattoos and stuff, we went and got tattoos from sketchy tattoo shops. I still have two of them and I hate them. And I'm not saying you should let your kid get a tattoo. That's a terrible idea. But like body piercings heal and tattoos are forever. So I personally will be compromising on the body piercings so that they don't sneak out and get tattoos. Absolutely. And that's why I allow for like the dying of the hair on summer school holidays. Yeah, exactly. Hair grows back. You can shave it off. If you're a boy, you can shave it. Like I'll let Miss Kay, as I already said to my husband, if she wants to, I'll bleach her tips and I will dye them funky colors so then I can cut them out before school goes back. Yeah. Or you could use like Arctic Fox. It's like demi-permanent. So it'll rinse out and like, so do it at the beginning of the summer and then it'll be completely rinsed out by the end. Yeah. Or even hair chalk on her while she's still little. Yeah. Yeah. So, but uh, the next one is Karen bought stepdaughter six an iPad that has all the same abilities as a phone. It's a constant fight. Six. Why does she need an iPad at six? Yeah. Like Miss K uses mine, but it's not hers. Yeah, and, like, to play games and stuff, like, on your phone is one thing, but, like, why do they need it with, like, all the capabilities of a phone? Well, they don't, and that's one reason why, you know, Big K's dad felt a sort of way when Big K was five, so he was five turning six that year, and I gave him a phone, but the phone didn't work outside of the home, and he had no internet access, he had a few games on it, and he had kids' messenger so that he could call me over Wi-Fi. That was it. That makes sense. Kids don't need it all. Like even now that he has a SIM card, we've actually removed the games and gone, it is not a gaming device. This is a telephone and you use it to call us and text us to communicate with us because he gets himself to him from school. Right. Yeah. And that's fair that he should definitely have a phone for that. But in our case, Karen was like, oh, she got him a phone when we didn't like the phone. So she like took it away because we didn't like it. But then gave him an iPad. It's like the, the exact same thing as the phone so like that doesn't help it doesn't it doesn't it's crazy it is the next one we can both relate to which is oh you can read it because it's your turn to read it (laughs) we don't allow the nine-year-old to watch youtube at our house but it is glued to it on his ipad at my mom's house yeah youtube is like the word it's like our enemy i swear it's like we're fighting over youtube Every single time. We have started allowing it because the boys are getting older, but they're not allowed it on their iPads. 
So they got a new Google TV for Christmas with the Switch that we got them. And it, it has YouTube built into it. So we're like, you know what? We'll sign in using my husband's YouTube account so that we can actually see what they're watching and what they're subscribing to. Because we allow Miss Kay to do that because she watches these kids, Gabby and Alex. It's kind of like Ryan's world. Okay. Um, But she started watching them when they were on Amazon Prime. So, uh, but now there's no updated episodes. So we let her watch it on YouTube and she watches Emma Memma on YouTube. Right. And like which things is like that. And that's, Rachel. Yeah, we did watch a couple episodes of that after you suggested it. Yeah. Um, but that's the thing like with us too, like T had watched things like Ryan's world and stuff on YouTube. And that wasn't a big deal because he was young um, and he wasn't going on like these weird video things. Now he's like watching like all like this weirdest stuff. And it's like concerning. And that's why we put like an end to it altogether. And the reason we did is because we found him like sneaking his iPad and watching it like after we were all in bed and stuff. So we just like put an end to YouTube in general, but we'll put on like Miss Rachel or something. And like, we'll go to the YouTube app on the TV. And he's like an addict about it. He's like, oh, YouTube, like I, I need to watch YouTube or something like weird stuff like that. And I'm like, yeah, it's so weird. Stop. Like, I don't know. It's just so crazy to me. The kids do that here. It's so weird. But so we've been watching what they've been watching and it's not too bad. It gives me the creeps that they're still watching adults playing video games, but they're watching adults play video games to learn how to play the game properly okay so i feel a bit i I feel a bit better about that knowing that that's what they're watching you know so like they'll play roblox on their ipads while watching someone play on the tv and they'll do the same steps okay yeah that kind of makes sense it's like a tutorial i guess it would still it would be weird for me at first too but that does make sense yeah i was so so weird about it but I said to my husband, I said, they're not monopolizing both of our TVs with YouTube. Like yeah, I am sick to death of I get home from work and I can't watch TV because Big J gets to watch whatever he wants on YouTube in the lounge room while the other two are watching it in the kids' lounge room. It's like, no, YouTube only no. on their TV, not our TV. Fair. Like Miss Kate can watch YouTube on our TV when they're watching it on that TV. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> The next one is we've had to say no on social media. Karen just opens accounts for them. No parental settings until we do it. I can't believe people do that. This is why we've just gone, you know what? Let's just let him have it. And we set up the account so that we Mm -hmm. know it's set up properly. And that's fair. And that's probably what we would end up doing if he starts asking for it. Thankfully, he hasn't yet. But like, why would you not like, you know, that the Internet is a scary place. I can't like I can't fathom parents setting up social media for kids without any parental settings. It's so insane. I just I still don't think the boomers and Gen X actually understand how dangerous the Internet is. I think us millennial parents as Gen Y, we see it because we grew up with it and we had unrestricted access to it. And we were talking to adults in adult chat rooms, thinking that we were cool little teeny boppers because we were like (laughs) pretending we're an adult while we're just a kid. Like those people could have been groomers. They could have been pedophiles. Yeah, definitely. And like the amount of like chat rooms there was where people would like message you on the side and saying they were kids, but like, who knows? Like, you don't know. And that's what I'm trying to say to the kids. Like these kids that you're talking to while playing Fortnite, they could actually be adults with voice changes. Yeah. The fact that that is even a thing is absolutely insane to me. And like we have parental controls on our Xbox, so they can't add a friend without a pin code. 
And so they have to come ask me to add the friend. And I always go, what's their name? If they can't tell me first and last name, where they live and what school they go to, they're not adding them. And if they can tell me those details and it's not their school, they're not adding them. Because I'm like, how do you know this person? Yeah. Yeah. Just because you've been talking to them online doesn't make them your friend because that's little Jay's concept is, oh, they're my friend because I talk to them online all the time. No, you don't know this person. You don't know that this Max kid is actually a 12 year old boy from the Gold Coast. Right. Exactly. It's he so could scary. be a 50 year old man from Virginia. <laughs> He's Virginia. <laughs> I'm sorry. It was just the first thing that came to mind. But you know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. It's so scary. And like the boys have even said to me, oh, don't be stupid. 50 year old um, men don't play video games. Your stepfather plays video games. Big K, your father is in his mid thirties and plays video games. You know, my brother, who's a doctor, it, it might sound like I find his video gaming acceptable, but he's a doctor. He can't unwind from work with alcohol because he's always on call. Right. So I kind of get why he plays video games. Yeah. But I mean, even if like people are creeps and kids don't realize how big of creeps people can be, like they could literally just be playing video games to be creeps, but kids don't see it like that. So that's why mental control needs to be a thing. Yeah. And I just don't understand why there's so many parents out there that don't understand. And even my husband, he didn't understand how bad it was until I brought it to his attention, you know, and I'm thinking about the shit that I used to do with the internet because you got to remember it's that generation gap. Yeah, right. So maybe you're right about that, is that we were like the first ones to grow up with like our whole childhood, really, with unrestricted internet access. Because our parents didn't understand. And we're like, oh, shit, our kids should not be doing that. Yeah, so true. Maybe you're right. It's definitely got to be a generational thing then. Yeah. Um, Our next one is stepdaughter 11 does whatever at non-custodial Karen's house. None here. And she's proved not responsible by posting inappropriate everything, exposing friends. So no phone, iPad, et cetera, here for now. That is scary too when you're talking about what they're posting. Yeah, that's so scary. And that's one thing that made me scared about giving Big J access to Snapchat. Like we sat down, we had a conversation about you don't post pictures of your body parts. If someone asks for pictures of your body parts, you don't post them. Yeah. Because I feel like... He's in high school because we don't have middle school here. And this is something I was talking to Cassandra about the other day because her daughter's going into middle school. And I was like, Mm -hmm. I kind of wish that we had middle school because literally we send our year seven, so our 12 and 13-year-olds, off to high school. Yeah, that is kind of crazy. And so they're just exposed to everything so soon. And I feel like that's half the problem. Yeah. Definitely. And I mean, Snapchat's scary too, because you can't see what they like sent, right? Because it disappears. It disappears. So I can't see what he sends. I can just see who he's talking to. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, that's kind of scary by itself. If we log into his account and we check his messages, then he's going to know that we're checking his messages on there. Right. But even if like you log into his account, the posts still disappear. Right. They do, but some of the kids are kind of stupid and they save their messages like so that it doesn't disappear. Oh, okay. <laughs> so some of the conversations we've been able to read and some of them, and they're with kids he goes to school with and we don't like what we see. Oh, Like there was messages last year of some of the kids that he goes to school with. They were going to a high school party and someone was talking about getting pot. And we're like, I was really thankful like Big J didn't 
respond to those messages. So because those kids like were saving the chat so I could see what was said. Right. He didn't respond to it, which I'm glad, but it still makes me worried for like, you know, his mum doesn't seem to care that he sneaks out or he spends all hours at the park. You know, it just, it makes me worried because he is very much so the kid that gives into peer pressure. Oh yeah. That is scary. That's really scary. Yeah. Our last, I think it's the last one is yes, depending on what body part and no social media. I know we do, we do still have more. We've got a big one for the last one. Yeah. I don't really have anything to say about the last one because we kind of read all that already. We did. So do you want to read the last one? Yeah. So body mods we have in writing, we have in our writing agreement that she would owe us $1,000 per instance. Social media is harder, but we have nanny software downloaded on the kid's phone that doesn't allow downloading of apps onto the phone without a master code sent to my husband's phone. We can't control her home, only ours, but so far sharing with our sons. The cons of having socials has helped us only two years to go. Avoid begging, pleading. My husband and I have residential custody, so she only gets them two days a week, so their exposure in her home is limited. That's helpful. That's insane that they have the the thing about owing $1,000 per piercing or tattoo. I mean, that's cool. That is crazy. That's like crazy. that, it may, and I said that I feel like the Karen must be like really unhinged for them to have yeah. to have that in the agreement. Yeah. Um, but as for the nanny software, like anyone who owns an iPhone, if you're an iPhone to iPhone family, use the parental control settings because you don't need to download anything. Every time the boys, even Big J's still at almost 14, if he wants to download an app, he has to ask permission. We're going to loosen that up a little bit now to, to see how far he pushes it but all the kids they have to ask to download an app and a notification gets sent to both our phones i love that i think it's like especially it's free you don't have to download anything why would you not use it right and when you set up the new device it asks you is this a child's device you tick yes yeah i love that don't set it up with your apple id because you set it up with your apple id then your kids are going to get your messages you create their own apple (laughs) id like it is not that hard it is so simple it is so good and it is safe yeah it's so important i can't believe people don't do it especially when it's that easy like i can't (laughs) it it's so easy well i think we should wrap it up because you've got a thing in like 20 minutes and i don't have anything else to say (laughs) okay sounds good Navigating house rules in blended families requires patience, empathy, and a commitment to co-parenting effectively. By fostering open communication, prioritizing the child's best interests, and seeking support when needed, families can navigate these challenges together and strengthen their bonds in the process. Thank you for joining us for today's episode of Raising His Kids. We hope you found this discussion insightful and valuable. Don't forget to subscribe for future episodes. And until next time, remember, we are all on this roller coaster together. Bye. Bye.